Hello, hello, and welcome to my lovely, inspiring human potential community. To everyone tuning in, before we get started on today's topic that is in pursuit of those keys to inner growth and following your heart to the life of an entrepreneur and to much more that I talk about, guide about from the podcast to the blog to other online presences which are known to those who continuously tune in a special announcement anchor has allowed finally that listener support button which means the world for everything that i pursue and wanting to share and for those who are looking to support the inspiring human potential mission its purpose and anyone who believes in general in inspiring human potential because that's one of those amazing things we can do and the online world has brought us to be able and do connect support and uh, together we will achieve that harmony worldwide so if you wish to contribute because uh, the inner growth process mindset has contributed to your life or because you believe in inspiring the world through these different means please do so thank you so much for doing so and as always you can reach out if you want to collaborate if you want to share your story if you have a personal development uh, process mindset something that can contribute to others in their unlocking of their untapped unlimited potential reach out to me uh, the blog luna12780.com has my email in the about section and let's move on to today's topic as always the lovely online community has at heart us online entrepreneurs content creators we have many different names but we are all here to inspire human potential in our unique way and for the inspiring human potential community we have new podcast patron members only episodes coming this year because patron has started something to support the podcast community and uh, we are going to use that in a way that expands the inner growth learning material and the ability for you to follow your heart applying the things that we discuss in our daily anchor ihp podcast show so inner growth mindset lifestyle choices the journey the way that you can work through anything that is arising at first as conflict but that those who tune into any of the material whether the podcast the blog or the website know that's the opportunity for inner growth and for you to follow your heart so i look forward to hearing from you all for this first round it'll be the first year that we have patron members only podcast episodes with your feedback i'm sure we will continue to improve and expand all the material that is meant to inspire your higher human potential i look forward to you joining us today's topic i would like to share a bit about the foundation of all of the inspiring human potential inner growth content 
what you learn about and what we discuss has its foundation in a lifelong accumulated research that involves the fields of humanities and social sciences philosophy with a focus on existentialism and recently added basics of neuroscience physiology and biology this research continues and the wealth of information that i share across different platforms is in the effort to support your inner growth self-empowerment conscious living ascension awakening and personal development journey in a way that allows you to understand the distinct human characteristics involved in your day-to-day and overall life alongside the choices you make how you feel and deal with events such as the unknown and unwanted a simplified breakdown just to give you an idea and for the ihp community to keep in mind as you pursue inner growth and self-empowerment is what is involved in the human's response to -to day-to-day events in life happening we have been able to review this and we always review some aspects throughout the episodes and all the content one the body's nervous system's defense mechanism flight fight response two the heart's feelings emotions ego self-response three the mind's conscious subconscious and conscious response alongside the established neural pathways societal culture and knowledge filters identity secondary and primary consciousness aspects this and more is what is involved as you tune into and read the ihp content whether it be on the blog the youtube Uh, channel patron membership site or the website itself or the podcast you will always get to learn something about how to apply an inner growth mindset and lifestyle approach how to follow your heart and lead with it with that unconditional love neutrality that we so much discuss why it's important and all of this allows you to tap into that infinite higher human potential which is also a response that one acquires as a body mind and heart that is one within you with that ownership so today's topic is gonna look at a couple of things and it's very important for those of you who are looking to support other individuals and so your journey of inner growth it's not only for your own personal development but you're also in the sphere of knowing that the group of family the group of friends or even your own business ideas if you're a coach consultant somebody who is looking to become an empowering leader in any of these areas today's topic is very important because i got to start getting insights into a topic that i know most of us encounter and i say most of us because my empowered peeps and i when we do talk about unconditional love in the 5d sense realize these feelings of unworthiness that an individual has there's like so many ways that people live a shame cycle and it's very much been accepted for our societal culture norms did not know what we instead now know about the trauma response the past couple years which again the institution i'm taking classes from are the only people that are essentially talking about it it is not yet in our popular psychology pieces of information 
just look at the way people talk about narcissism and you will realize that the majority of humanity is yet to be enlightened by scientific information and i say science thank you you know i want to say thank you to the universe for information and gathering and the scientific method for as much as i dislike when somebody's using it to say shut up and no more information only this information is good that's where i find the ego of a science person to be like hello you should know that you're always gathering data but putting that to the side the recent years has found that our nervous system's response goes beyond the flight fight freeze pause and here's where the collapse submit is what i gained information on which equals those deep senses and feelings of unworthiness and shame numbness to life which at first i had equated obviously to solely a freeze response instead and i haven't taken the full course yet but i got enough of the information to begin sharing it with today's topic which is also breaking down unconditional love in that 5d way so we're going to be looking at a couple of aspects and more one for your growth and for your choosing because you know unconditional love is one of the keys to actually achieving a complete self-empowered 5d state when i give you the examples that i've given you especially this past year particularly with the personal stories which i didn't intend to do but they ended up coming forth i want to break it down to you in a very organized format to give you clarity on what it looks like and what your option is for how you can move forward whether you tune in anymore or not especially a new listener but as as always to be able to move forward with all of the elements that are part of achieving the 5d with the human component so your body heart and mind i'm somebody who is spiritual i love jesus it is thanks to jesus that i am somebody who was able to consistently choose time and time again in moments where you know humanity was doing what humanity tends to do when there's fear and hurt involved and that is to be unkind quote unquote because see to me it was never received as unkind so i want to break down a 5d in a human way because this is where today i have enough clarity of all pieces of information to say okay i get it when people in the 4d are talking about energy and negativity and yada 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 but they're forgetting and really what it is is they're not aware of the psychiatry psychology the neuroscience because had they had just an inch of the information that i've gathered without even finishing all the pieces of information from all the classes they would understand their nervous system's response they would understand the chemistry that is taking place in their body they would understand that consciousness is your actual vibe they would have many more pieces that would make what they're experiencing tangible versus getting lost in past regression akashic records and or any other lifetime that they've been there are groups of people that are amazing and they're lost in this world of i'm the goddess or god and i'm coming down to save earth and again it's not negative or positive again for my regular listeners but this is where as said guru points out when he gets asked about the akashic records he says it's google he's trying to say dude it's living your life man 
the akashic records yes it's this field but if you get lost in that plane you ain't living life and so i've seen many people and they're big community there's a big community and they're all very much in a place of heightened sensitivity with their emotional body and ethereal body and i get that i'm a somebody who experiences what i experience when it comes to those panic attacks for what i've always understood it to be it has nothing to do with trauma per se because i have a deep connection with my inner world i always have so i've always worked with my emotional responses i was shown unconditional love by my mother and jesus and that was all that i needed to understand what it meant to give your self-worthiness as well as another human being and what humble means and here's where i want to break down again these these aspects don't you know that's not about belief systems i'm breaking down to you personal experience so that you can see whatever it is you're going to choose to do moving forward with unconditional love and to gauge yourself because it is about being able to be in compassion when unkindness unwanted unexpected and the worst of the worst is taking place whether on an individual scale or on a large scale my faith personally in humanity has never been in the dumps because it was made very clear that people if they don't choose love they're not choosing love and the only way love's going to triumph is if you are the one providing it not the opposite which is why it just never made sense anytime somebody would justify their actions with an ah because they did well yeah okay somebody did what so what you're doing that i don't understand it still never made sense no matter what number of things people listed and the only thing that ever kept me from being so come forthcoming with everything was the element of me only working with the subconscious and conscious that was the only reason i was tiptoeing as i began even the podcast with the unconditional love because i didn't know why people chose to think of themselves as unworthy or why people chose to do something that is mean and what i mean by that is what the heart of the matter was was yet to be clear to me now it is your nervous system's response your actual defense mechanism all i had was the popular psychology human beings who keep breaking it down in twos and comparing humanity to evil wicked or amazing saints and it's like nope actually doesn't really work that way you're an infant and you begin already organizing how to feel safe in your body because it is a vessel it's called your body and you are conscious you know primary consciousness sense things first and then you're also going to develop the secondary consciousness you think that you think you know that you are so again and i know i started a bit everywhere but it's very important topic and very important to stay grounded when you think of anything related to life manifestation law vibration law of attraction unconditional love relationships it is all very much easily and readily available to you if you start working with that lovely body of yours and when i say working what i mean is be aware every time you are reacting emotionally that is a defense mechanism that you organize at your infancy now when i will read to you everything from the transcript you guys can go and find the website on your own or reach out to me if you want but what is most important is 
the aspect that i hope it helps for your growth again the unconditional love part because i know that most of you tuning in are in a space of ease the new listeners might be the ones who have dealing with their own sense of unworthiness or not but here's where everybody has a different degree of that right unless you're in a space of wholeness already then you don't have the unworthiness because you understand that worthiness unworthiness is a belief and so here's where we begin by letting you know unworthiness worthiness is not an emotion as the psychiatrist who talks to us about how we can work with people who deal with unworthiness and that unworthiness is the submit collapse defense mechanism so that's one of the ones outside of the freeze response and i'm going to read them to you guys again so you hear the emerging trauma responses that the neuroscience psychiatry community is looking at are collapse submit attach call for help please appease fawn so the collapse submit is the one where you can feel numbness shame and essentially feel this deep sense of unworthiness it's a defense mechanism as the doctor points out because if you are being treated but poorly in your family household there's an aggressive family household maybe absent father aggressive mother or vice versa and you're witnessing siblings being beaten or you're being beaten or anyways even if that's not the case and there is a subtle passive aggressive way okay or there's a way of being around you that keeps you having to be somebody that conforms in a specific way otherwise you're not going to be uh said great job there's different varying degrees and remembering that you're an infant in all of this and that one youtube video that showed when an infant in the presence of they were doing a test in the presence of these adults they were shown a game to one of the people that comes in the game is annoying and they actually yell at the practitioner when they're playing this game they're like nope it might be nice to you and and their tone is just slightly irritated you know as an adult you can tell that they are reciting they're they're acting but the infant obviously can't because remember we have magical thinking in our in our theta state the belief state your subconscious until the age of seven everything you're accumulating until the age of seven or eight is a trauma if it isn't processed meaning you're not supported to regulate it emotionally which means if you're not held and or comforted when your parent holds you and comforts you unconditional love so if i'm yelling at you because i'm going to save you but then i'm ensure you also know your love that's how i'm regulating you your brain actually functions based on being regulated and your brain meaning the sense of self they showed this in one of the classes that i took always with this same organization where there's a way of wiring so the sense of self develops secure attachment if it's given enough regulation where you know what's dangerous and you know what getting yelled at means but you also know what it means to be worthy so they don't describe it in that way because they're actually telling us the 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 way that the neurons fire and wire okay and they're sharing very specifically it's not about not yelling at your child it's about being able to scold them and then ensure they know they're loved and either way everyone's going to have some form of trauma because the body of that infant is deciding how best to support when they're going through moments that they don't know 
what's happening when you leave a child and intended to cry they don't know when you're coming back they are scared i i'm sure i was very scared when my mother left me because that's just how <clears throat> when she describes my looks and everything i'm pretty sure i was yeah always on alert like what's going on just because i'm hypersensitive i feel that i'm a hypersensitive to emotions i've always felt deeply one of the reasons i've shared with you more than once i believe my body was inclined to go towards unconditional love is because anything that is other than that feels very deeply it just it's very accentuated and when you read any article that talks about the 5d 4d 3d and one comes to mind they talk about a person who's in a 5d vibration body and so anything that is not vibing in that way feels uncomfortable and i can say that um that's very true today i i actually am now able to realize this on a deeper level thanks to also uncovering that feeling of oneness with my longest twin flame relationship and i'm not going to get into that those who tune in know what i'm talking about and i'm still shocked in in everything because you know you never really think about learning new feelings you never really think about how senses work because nobody's telling you when you feel emotions to pay attention to the sensations of your body if you do break that down it's only because of your awareness or you're studying in some way the whole kinesiologic the the movement of of body in a scientific form i have to look some of that stuff up so i I don't have enough information to get in depth on that but what i can tell you from my own bodily experience is that when i'm in a space of peace completely which is more and more growing after the encounter of the new feeling so knowing what it's like to be in that oneness to have a light heart no matter what's going on outside of you to be in the complete soothed state that the parasympathetic nervous system has when you're at home when you're in a in an environment with a person that it's just like oneness there's no other way to describe it than you in harmony and in you know imagine your perfect vacation or a perfect day but i'm saying perfect with the word blissful with the word you know where you don't have any worries any concerns whenever that was if you've ever had that or if you've ever imagined that okay imagine that and it isn't in the absence of interest or any it's it's not you know complete apathy it's the opposite and when i say apathy i'm meaning like um just a blank mind it's full of joy full of love full of interest it's full of everything that makes you happy okay makes you happy makes you light makes you feel that you're in your perfect world and there's um just it's like a cloud cloud nine okay but it's not in an imaginary sense it's it's actually with the day-to-day so doing what you're usually doing when you can be in your body in this way this is when i would say you're actually accessing this 5d reality that so many talk about but usually the people who are talking about it are stuck in 4d then the people that i do know that vibe 5d some of them are not in the spirituality realm so they're still in the duality of the 3d 4d meaning the um, wicked 
struggle so they have these ways of identifying when something happens that is felt with those descending emotions so they go through the ups and downs of the ego self because they're not relating to their nervous system as they're going through it so today again i began a bit scattered here and there i'll get organized in a minute but i'm presenting to you guys different aspects because they're all of the same and equal importance your body has a way it feels and there are ways that you will feel at your optimal it's up to you to pay attention to those and then there's the ego self which is connected to your defense mechanism your nervous system's response that began as an infant your brain is what develops as you are from zero to two years of age your emotional brain hemisphere and so the regulation is given by your environment but you also have your own way of responding to that environment and that's why i was using me as this example because i did realize for everything my mother shares with me and as somebody who definitely she's unconditionally loving and equally um, where was needed to yell to, to say no and my personal way of reacting was okay i get it but i'm not gonna move in a direction of hurt or struggle and, and so that was where with jesus i was able to have somebody that i looked to and was learning about unconditional love even with god but obviously if we go and look at how people will talk about that entire you know religion is not this when my younger sister presents to me you know i love what you're thinking here but you know this x y and z and i'm like yes i know but that's not what the essence of jesus or god is to me and those who embrace the thing is those who are in 5d it's christ consciousness this is what it's one of the words that is used to describe this state of consciousness there's a reason and it's because jesus is the example of unconditional love in human form he lived it he was it that's why it's not another spiritual leader even though the other spiritual leaders also serve a purpose in that they were able to show humanity what it means to be enlightened and what it means to have a connection to this ethereal and emotional realm the reality is faith a belief so here getting to the unworthiness belief is in our mind it's in our thoughts but we've created many different storylines as we developed as a species now as you were a child you also developed your own storyline and here's the part even though your rational brain hemisphere begins developing by three years on and even though you're not thinking as an adult logically yet until seven years old there's magical thinking but you already begin to think things and you begin speaking things and those things matter and this is where people don't pay attention or think of that when they look at themselves as an adult and say oh but i'm an adult now well did you process everything you did and or said as an infant but did you process it with the awareness that this is part of a defense mechanism if there's any hurt involved no most people will talk about their defense mechanism as a state of being with the ups and downs a part of reality it it will be discussed as well it is what i'm i am unworthy so here let's move to first of all i'm gonna read to you this um part of unworthiness from the uh, website and then we're gonna read also the inner growth word of the day so the website is uh, nicabm 
is the acronym for the national institute for the clinical application of behavioral medicine so this is where i'm getting all my classes and my learning the psychiatrists they are doing this uh, different types of classes right now this one is the advanced trauma class the title of the article is is your patient quote unquote feeling unworthy what may be the underlying cause with janina fisher phd trauma can leave a patient with a deep sense of unworthiness on top of that your client might even blame themselves for feeling this way but as we know there's always a purpose behind a patient's response to trauma so remember trauma are emotions that don't get regulated when we get scared if we didn't get the soothed state if we didn't get held and we didn't get shown the way that will be stored as trauma remember my my um, which the word ah my ambivalent attachment friend they are the third out of four or five children they got sick a lot and they therefore were left to their room a lot with food and toys but they were left to their room a lot alone and and here they did not learn to regulate their sense of self has unworthiness their sense of self goes through moments of stress of loneliness and when they react which they've done with me which is why we are no longer consistently friends and it isn't because of me not trying to share unconditional love and neutrality i did in every moment that they came with their triggers whether it be for another person or because they were choosing that moment to express their loneliness and i was that person because this is a thing their exact behavior continues to be the same as probably when they were being left in that room alone with toys and food come pay attention to me because imagine you're a three-year-old four-year-old you're by yourself in a room it doesn't matter if you're sick and you've been given what you've been given your emotional response you're going to feel lonely and if one moment i'm coming in and i'm going to be with you that's when i'm saying okay you're worthy you're lovable i'm here and again no words but the body feels that when your body feels soothed that's what love's like when your body feels unloved it's you feeling unsafe you're under stress you're under emotional stress sad grief okay the the feelings anger those are when the body is under stress and here's why the nervous system is everything to give you an answer to all of the emotional responses besides the chemistry that takes place but it all begins at our infancy by 10 12 months we have a default network you do not know your default network if you do not explore yourself with the knowledge that before you even get to that default network you're going to get through the adaptive child storyline whatever it is you started to create as the way you were justifying whatever it was and again i say whatever because it literally is whatever it was only you can be the one who's going to get to know this you can get to know it with a psychiatrist you can get to know it on your own you can get to know it with a mentor when i developed that program i told you it's going to be a one-on-one in group and i'm more than happy to be a part of that support because here's that part of regulating you have the ability to always work with your emotions that it is the minute you choose unconditional love and that is where it's about unconditional love towards yourself but also humanity because a lot of people are able to point their finger at the world and life and say it's shitty that's not unconditional love that's conditional love and there are reasons for that and we're not going to discuss that today today the focus is how to be 
in your own unconditional love or at least gauge where you're at and how you feel with that and then how to look at unworthiness and realize there's unworthiness as a defense mechanism and that is what i'm really trying to break down here today is that you have defense mechanisms and they're represented in the way of feeling low and feeling alone and you can equate that however you like but pay attention to the body and start choosing if you're going to be able to bring love to yourself in that very moment and understand that it's first of all a physiological soothe state that parasympathetic nervous system every person wanted to be held and said it's going to be okay because you were that infant and every time your body didn't feel that was stored that was stored as trauma doesn't mean you have to have a negative household that's that's the the other point i'm trying to make i know people at least a handful of people guys that deal with what i'm going to read to you about that's why i was like wow i'm so happy i got this article before i began the podcast because we're still going to discuss unconditional love but i hadn't seen the unworthiness component and this equation that it is a collapse submit numbness i have people that told me they feel numb with life they feel that they are unworthy even when i've shared with them how amazing they are and and that's the part i've had people say i wish i could feel what you're telling me and and i don't know what it's like to feel that and now i know it's a defense mechanism doesn't mean i can go and say hey person guess what i learned here's the psychiatrist for you and i'm gonna read to you exactly why i know that that wouldn't work it's the same way the psychiatrist is trying to share with other practitioners who help people hey this isn't going to work here's what might work and yet again it might not because unworthiness it's not an emotion it's a belief it's the storyline that that person started to tell themselves the minute they were being mistreated quote unquote again quote unquote because not everyone was being mistreated some were they were being beaten or yelled at or made to feel unworthy because their environment was and again not made to feel excuse me unworthy their body was not in a safe environment they equated that to unworthiness at some point because as the practitioner points out if you're witnessing abuse being held in the household and you feel worthy how does a child look at an adult you'd be looking at them like you're a piece of shit what are you doing no child looks at their parents like you're a piece of shit what are you doing when they're witnessing any abuse happening the infant as the infant in the one video as soon as the adult yells the infant is given afterwards a toy and does not even touch it all they do is look over with these scared eyes and they do not move they don't flinch they don't do anything they in fact wait for that adult to leave the room and still after the adult has left the room the child does not pick up the toy they do not move and again nobody as an adult actually will think of oh, yeah i was a child why we talked about this yesterday because when it comes to allowing yourself to understand that emotions are part of your defense mechanism people are so lost in the storylines that the majority of us have heard because it's not in the information bank of popular psychology or of the media yet to understand that human beings are not wicked or evil 
or these disgusting pieces of anything but that there's an entire defense mechanism that the only people who use in the appropriate way are the ones who are learning more on the neuroscience and psychiatry so it's only the professionals which is why this organization is awesome and thank goodness for the person who decided to bring it forth because they are doing really a service to humanity as a whole so let me keep reading to you this article um as we know there's always a purpose behind a patient's response to trauma and sometimes the challenge is getting your patient to see the wisdom behind their response especially when that response is fueling shame and self-blame in the video below janina fisher phd shares a trauma-informed way of framing a patient's sense of unworthiness she'll also walk you through specific language you can use with clients to who insist on their unworthiness after trauma so i'm not gonna obviously the video you guys can look it up or you can reach out i did and they do offer the transcript so i'll read to you the transcript so for a more in-depth look at how to work with the collapse submit response this is the first out of the new three nervous systems responses they're finding okay check out the advanced master program on the treatment of trauma that's the one that i'm finishing to take this week we'll be going beyond okay the flight fight the fight flight freeze model and looking at several emerging defense responses to trauma including please appease also known as fawn attach cry for help and collapse submit now collapse submit is the part of numbness so here i'm going to read you the transcript by again the name of the doctor is janina fisher phd okay the feelings of shame unworthiness self-disgust and fault all make sense in the context of trauma but here's the thing that's interesting about unworthiness it's really a belief there is not emotion of unworthiness unworthiness is a belief i am worth nothing i am worth less i am worth less than nothing and that belief is a survival defense part of the total submission response the collapsing numbing loss of energy response the collapsing numbing loss of energy goes with the belief i'm not worthy and facilitates total submission because we were thinking wait a minute you can't do this to me i'm a person of worth we couldn't collapse we couldn't or we wouldn't go numb and therefore having to submit would be 10 times more painful let me reiterate they're describing to you the way this would work in a body of a person which again i know people that are in that space the ambivalent attachment is not obviously in the collapse submit they're in the ambivalent attachment and if anything it's call for help attach and um what's the other one yeah that's about it it's ambivalent attachment it's it's none of these these areas but if i have to pick one it's the call for help because they're always engaging with people and then they're going though through various extremes as they're not given that unconditional love but really it's because in that moment they're looking for what they looked for as a child and remember our neuron the neurons that fire wire so this is the part the sense of self of the ambivalent attachment person is not one that has secure attachment that's why it's called ambivalent attachment and they're not realizing that the way they're engaging with life and people is a defense mechanism 
that really ensued and took place i think ensued is the right word but took place when they were a child and it wasn't in response to parents that were not trying to love them it was in response to parents who were saying look i'm giving you food i'm giving you this you know you're fine don't let me stay here or maybe you know one time they stayed one time they went and the only reason i'm able to use this as an example is because there was one doctor another psychiatrist that was presenting the aspect of regulation of the sense of self and they said let's say you go to a hospital and you get an operation when you're out if your parent sits with you the entire time you're being helped to regulate so they explained physiologically what it means for our sense of self to be regulated it is where you are being tended to and helped to emotionally go through something and people don't do this with their children all the time and it isn't again to point a finger at anybody because you're never going to be able to know how that body is reacting to something necessarily and you know there's many components this is exactly why i'm sharing this information with everyone because average mediocre average person secure attachment people have trauma and even though they may not be an extreme of any of these situations there are many that will talk about unworthiness in the same way this person's describing which is why again i'm presenting the topic because i'm sure that you guys have people around you that you may be able to support and help indirectly because we're not here to say hey you got this that's not what's going to help somebody you're not here to tell people who to be you're here to support with unconditional love there's a very different things and understanding when somebody is in an unworthiness shame cycle helps you to understand what not to do which is to point it out and two the only way you're actually going to be of any support is if you can love them not because they have to do what you want them to do but because they are lovable in the way they will show you whoever they are to be this does not mean you submitting yourself to any elements that you are not fond of what this means is you're not meant to be a savior and you're not meant to be in a context that makes you upset and so it's up to you to know what your idea of unconditional love when you realize there may be people that are in that type of need i'll use me as an example after but i want to finish reading this stuff first so i'm going to repeat to you what they what she says the collapsing numbing loss of energy goes with the belief quote unquote i'm not worthy it facilitates total submission because if a child were to think wait a minute i am worthy you can't do this to me you would not be able to collapse you would not be able to go numb you would not be able to have the submit response it would be too painful for your very body because you would know you're being treated poorly okay now not to mention that a child is not actually able to achieve this space on their own because who's regulating that and who's regulating you anyways this is why it's so wow like wow is all i can say and not in the wow how wonderful like my gosh that poor body you know and wonderful body at the same time was able to 
like okay wait let me submit you know and then though for a person to keep moving forward with this way of thinking this is why i'm so grateful for this organization they're going to help so many people um so if you guys have any more questions on this let me know if you can't find the link let me know i'll send it to you i'm gonna read one more time so i'm not worthy facilitates total submission because if you were to think wait a minute you can't do this to me i'm a person of worth we wouldn't collapse we wouldn't go numb and therefore having to submit would be 10 times more painful and often clients fight with me so this is where she continues to say they say you don't understand you're talking as if worthlessness is a belief i am unworthy that's a fact and then they go on to say and if you don't get that you have failed me what kind of position does that put the therapist in if you don't believe i'm unworthy you will fail me and the therapist is thinking but if i do believe you are unworthy i failed you so she's sharing with us when people say you don't understand i am unworthy and you're saying it's a belief system which it's not because they're feeling it when you feel unworthy guys it's a feeling for the person who has decided because of their defense mechanism starting as a child i saw i witnessed more than one child in my lifetime so far talking to themselves with a shame cycle and unworthiness and i know their parents and i'm telling you those parents are unconditionally loving parents i do not have any idea how that child came to be in that space but then again they go to school they hear things and again it's a one's own personal journey so remaining with the key component here every one of us can be in unconditional love first of all for ourselves understand that worthiness is a belief understand the shame cycle then once you're out of your own if you're in one and so you're in secure attachment with yourself you're able to kick in that parasympathetic nervous system you're able to know that when you get upset it's a defense mechanism and you're working every moment with those emotions not because you have to but because you can and that's how you're entering that 5d state of consciousness thought heart mind okay so this goes beyond the self-empowerment and inner growth journey that we're always talking about it's moving into this actually you being able to be in this unconditionally loving and neutrality space which is called five dimension for others and for those who only embrace the psychological neuroscientific science stuff it's you being a whole human being okay it's you being a mature human being i'm going to break it down very you know simplified equal amount of masculine and feminine energy using your left and right brain and hemisync not needing people enjoying people not being like that's an asshole because they did something you didn't like but realizing oh i did want something different they're not really an asshole i just had different expectations ideas this is where you're not a teenager anymore you're not a young adult anymore from within you emotionally the emotional self you're tending to it you're maturing it and there are 50 60 80 year olds that don't have this okay they're not in fact whole they're needy go and read the art of loving by eric Fromm, and you'll find out how he gets to break down unconditional love and spell out all the other types of loves 
and he doesn't even have all the information on the nervous system so he's not looking at it with the nervous system and the neuroscience he's only looking at it from what is still to this day the popular psychology but at least here if somebody has that book they know what it means to have a dependent love versus an unconditional love which is true love true love is love which is an energy you don't pick and choose who to give it to that's a belief system and that can equate for other people they're not in 5d so i'm going to finish reading this stuff the psychiatrist is pointing out to other people this is what's going to happen when somebody says no you can't tell me what unworthiness is because they're feeling unworthy so many of her colleagues and students she says have talked about the struggle in which they end up saying no you are worthy and the client says no i am not and they go on yes you are and they say no i'm not and this never gets us anywhere never gets anyone anywhere and this is the whole part where as a teenager and then young adult i became very much aware of the fact that yeah you're never going to help somebody say oh i'm worthy because only they can the same people and the person that i'm thinking about when they said to me i wish i could feel the way you, you say and the that wish i would grant it immediately if i could because because it's true they are worthy they are lovable they're beautiful they're an amazing human being and and it broke my heart to gazillion pieces and every time it breaks my heart to gazillion pieces to know that this feeling of worthiness and see right here it's a belief it's not a feeling i need to remember that but the person feels it as if it's a feeling not a belief so moving on to how we can support these people when somebody says no you don't get it and i I will have to try and run this across some of the people that are in my life if i ever get the chance Um, but obviously in a way that is respectful of their space because um, that's where it's not meant to be invasive it's in the hopes to give them something new to think about and to understand Um, she goes on to say if i say to the client so she's giving other people who help people with unworthiness whether they be psychiatrists or people who are learning to be psychiatrists and psychologists but if i say to the client well obviously we have different assumptions your assumption is that it is absolutely true that you are unworthy and my assumption is it's absolutely true that believing you are unworthy was a brilliant survival strategy and then the client will say but your assumption is wrong it is true and then i will say well i think my assumption is true and the client will say no my assumption is true and then i usually say you know you are sticking to your story and i'm sticking to my story your story is you really are unworthy my story is believing that that was a great way of surviving we have two different assumptions so let's just make room for both and she goes on to say you might not think that was making progress but as soon as there's room for two different viewpoints in the environment that's progress because it's different from i'm unworthy no you're not the client and i have agreed they're sticking to their story and i'm sticking to my story one of the interesting things is that clients rarely ask how is unworthiness a survival strategy so people don't even go on to ask their own therapist how is it a survival strategy because they're so convinced that they are this thing they believe 
and she goes on to say once they have agreed that they have different assumptions they still rarely ask and she says if they did the way she would address this would be to say what if you had so i'm going to present what if you had believed that you were worthy and that it was wrong to treat you that way okay so imagine your child again not the adult you are today that's what they're trying to point out which is what people will refuse to accept when i've had people tell me you don't understand because there was a time where i would point out to people certain things and i learned not to simply because there's no way i can help a person to be in a space of unconditional love with themselves it's been proven in my very very young adult age in a way that um, i'm sure more than one person has been through the difference is for me i got it in a way that wasn't oh i'm sorry for the person or i'm sorry for me or i'm sorry in this sense of like oh you know suffering it was sad yes but it wasn't suffering because see jesus and god taught me something very important as did my mother that you always can do something if you're alive if i'm living i i have options even people without legs people in war they survive there is no thing that stops you if you live so the fact that people will talk about heartbreak and just something in the, the it doesn't i always think you know people you're not starving to death in the middle of a street that has a right to suffer you are suffering emotionally and i get it because there's the insecurity now i understand the entire reason your body if your body feels unsafe your mind is not safe and the thoughts in fact are not loving the thoughts are in duality in the struggle in the ups and downs everything humanity experiences has nothing to do with the person not being able to be a constant in the way of their life which is one of the things that people say a human can't be in a constant state of neutrality yeah you can it's called your consciousness and it's called you actively participating in your brain heart and mind in one go which still is your consciousness it's your thoughts and feelings and this is why today i'm very passionately sharing this because it has everything to do with your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system response and when you are in a state of neutrality when you are physiologically in compassion the four parts of the brain that light up the isola the amygdala which is your threat center temporal junction and prefrontal cortex if your brain even if there's a wiring that is a is a shame cycle it's in your pathway that you have yes used your entire life perhaps but that the minute you understand the mechanics is the minute you've been given an answer to why and how you can undo that now the part where people say you don't understand which this lady's pointing out is the exact part that those who are in this place will continue speaking like the one friend that i have who's completely in their suffering even if i go to them and present to them everything there's another friend also that i've presented and i even got misunderstood when i presented to them information from the psychiatrist that was the most fascinating part was when they were using it like so you're saying i'm that no i'm not saying you're that i'm trying to explain to you the way your brain has wired due to your environment of these many years that we've known each other and shared you know and i've been trying to break it down and they still with their own eyes it's the same no you don't understand this is my truth this is my reality this is what i am 
which is why totally when this person read this i'm like i need to include this because i know you guys have people around you like that one keep it in mind so that you don't over go and fuse with suffering because that's where people that i know they're always i feel so bad and i try to say look i know what you're talking about but but here is what you know you want to know now i actually have a a way that is tangible for these individuals to say hey it's their defense mechanism so you know arguing with them or feeling bad is not going to change anything in fact you know here's what you can maybe do if you want in your own way that's also why i'm reading it to you guys so i'm going to keep reading what she says um so she's telling the client if what if you had believed that you were worthy and that it was wrong to treat you that way so the parent or whoever it is that's treating you that way and she says what if you had looked your father straight in the eyes if to say you are a bad man and their her clients she says they shudder with fear because again guys default network infants we're not none of us are adults when we're born and we're all going to have our first nervous system's response to side engagement when our ego self feels threatened we're all scared when we start crying or when we start learning the first time you're negated food is traumatic the first time your parent walks out you don't know when they're coming back it's something very known but it's something people laugh at without realizing that your body memorized how to feel safe or not this is why the hugs matter this is why the entire environment matters you either feel safe in your body or you don't and even the middle ground is what has given room like i said average mediocre gazillion people i could think of are in a space of not unconditional love with themselves and they don't realize that it is a matter of regulation meaning there were many times that perhaps they weren't held immediately and their body stored it or maybe not you know it all depends on the person so i'm gonna finish here so it wouldn't have been safe to have felt worthy this is what there is so you are a bad man and they shudder with fear the client shudders with fear obviously remembering how they felt as a child because your body memorized that and then she goes on to tell them so it wouldn't have been safe to have felt worthy and so what did happen as a result of your feeling unworthy and they say i did what i had to do and she says okay can we agree that the result was that you did survive and usually that we can both agree on i could say sometimes clients will say you think this is surviving i got to live so i could be tortured by my shame for the rest of my life and she says well that's why we're here so that you can say i've survived and i'm not tortured by shame she's helping her clients to get out of the shame cycle so i'll read this again to you okay just in case it got lost because i know i i feel it's a little bit lost as i'm reading it again she says to them what if you had believed that you were worthy and that it was wrong to treat you that way what if you had looked your father instead straight in the eye and said you are a bad man and the client shudders with fear and she says so it wouldn't have been safe to have felt worthy and so what did happen as a result of your feeling unworthy they say i did what i had to do to survive so they get it they get that the feeling of unworthy is what came about because had they felt they were worthy 
they would have looked at a man or a woman whoever it was with eyes like dude you can't treat me like that and probably got a whooping or something else so feeling unworthy is the best thing their body could do to allow themselves to submit collapse feel numb and accept the situation that they were powerless over which is equal to trauma powerlessness and that person then went along to maybe look like they're unworthy or the very opposite and continue to feel though as if they're a bad person or they're numb because they chose to be numb thinking they've chosen to feel that way instead of understanding that it was a defense mechanism of a child that is in a situation that doesn't feel safe and so they had to connect to this word unworthiness in one way shape or form and so here she goes on to say about the shame part where they say uh, okay so we can agree that the result was you survived right and they can and the person says well you think this is surviving i got to live so i could be tortured by my shame for the rest of my life and she goes on to say that's why we're here to work with shame so working with the shame cycle is where we learned about compassion and unconditional love is you in the state of compassion so the four parts of the brain that are lit up and are used when we're in compassion these are compassion training camps they help psychiatrists and people to be in compassion within their bodies isula is the gateway to compassion amygdala is our threat center so we're alerted that something needs our attention temporal junction you can relate to others or not and then the prefrontal cortex where you take in information and you're able to manage what can be done or not to the prefrontal cortex for the uh, collective trauma summit guy remember he equates that to our third eye anyone in the ascension community that's your deep knowing it's about you being able to name that shame the remember shadow side so when you name your feeling and then you're able to work through what you're going through that's when you're going to be able to walk yourself in a place of regulation so you learn to regulate yourself and i'm going to break this down before we keep moving forward the sense of unworthiness if you can understand that it isn't a feeling the way she says even though i've used the word feeling before and i'll probably keep using it but i'll do my best to keep these data points in mind remembering that unworthiness is equal to the collapse submit defense mechanism we will talk about this again once i'm done with the one class i'll do a special episode maybe or i will for sure record something whether i release it this year or in the next we'll see but being unworthy equal to the storyline you were able to give yourself unconsciously subconsciously the minute you were in an environment doesn't matter what that looks like this is not labeling your environment good or bad please be in neutrality we are trying to relate to the fact that your body has always been a part of your journey and so unworthiness is a feeling of unsafety is a feeling of not love we use a lot of words but essentially it is you not in your parasympathetic nervous system's response it is you not in the feel-good hormones it is you in a body that feels scared or upset something's going on the ambivalent attachment friend beautiful person empath very fun to be around always laughing always yada yada when they have these moments they become hysterical 
they become also volatile they will do things spitefully they've admitted to it to me they know it and they keep on thinking they can't do anything about it they've gone to psychiatrists apparently none have figured out that they have ambivalent attachment and it isn't necessarily a medication or not even though here i'm not a doctor i'm sure doctor can say here's medication but with everything i've learned about the nervous system and the neural pathways and the way that we wire fire there are things that people can work with a person if they allow the body to be a part of the solution which is why the somatic approach is also a course that i am finishing up to take and that we will integrate in our day-to-day material moving to the next year i'm not clear yet how i want to organize pieces of information i will let you know and i'm just looking to finish everything on the body component before the new year to the you know best of my ability there's also the nlp and hypnotherapy certificate that i plan on you know pursuing as i did by the course i just again 24 hours in a day right but my my promise and my what can i say my promise to you is to integrate it to the best of my ability in a way that can be used whether it be a 30 minute episode or one hour episode because i can't keep doing the three hours all the time otherwise i won't finish other things i will allow the information to be helpful to all in in an equal format those who want to navigate duality and stay in the 3d 4d those who want to navigate neutrality and be in 5d so unconditional love it is also something that can be equated to belief the same way a person can feel unworthy or believe they're unworthy it doesn't matter how the psychiatrist will break it down i have people again who said this is who i am this is how i feel and whatever you're saying you don't understand and it doesn't matter in what way shape or form i've shared the unconditional love and neutrality it doesn't matter what pieces of information of the nervous system i've shared the answer is the same and here's the part it is only you who can love who you are with your virtues and vices and who can understand that everything you believe about yourself has had a value and existence since you were beginning your journey as life okay and now to break this down as somebody who does not know what it's like to feel unworthy not because i didn't get yelled at or told that there were traits that are are more advisable or less advisable again i have a parent like everybody else does i was a person who immediately understood that i exist and others exist and in my heart of hearts which is why to me the fact that i am always to this day more defensive with my family members makes sense and i'll share with you the story my mother shares with me i was three years old and she wanted to spank me and i told her you can't touch me it's my body and she says i was taught this but i'm probably i'm sure that even if i were taught it i said it with that much conviction meaning i this is my body don't touch it because of the way that even today as a 41 year old when somebody wants to mansplain anything to me my body immediately reacts in fact i don't say anything necessarily but i am an immediate like dude get away from me and and what i mean by that is i'm it's not a barrier because nobody can make you do anything it's an irritation 
it's one of those things that i would say i do not like when people tell me i don't ask you and here's another way that my mother likes to describe that trait is me deciding to have to do the opposite of what everybody else says on purpose because you know there's different ways that that has been uh, talked about throughout the years doing it out of spite doing it just because i have to prove them wrong you know a bunch of other things that every time a person will be in their own ego thinking that another is reacting based on them versus realizing we do not react based on others the reaction of you is your own ego self your own body having decided how to defend you and so for me to be three and telling my mother don't touch me it's my body and to be a 41 year old who's telling you right here this is how i feel anytime somebody is trying to tell me how i feel this is how i've always felt even as i spell it out to you i am in the state of irritation is the right word because what i would do is something that i wouldn't do being a person who's understood what it means to coexist but my body is definitely like get off me not because again of a threat it's a position of i exist i have a right to be here and you need to get off me now and that's that space of knowing through feeling okay not through arrogance not through ego not through any of that but in an actual i exist and i matter the same way you exist and you matter and that's what feels right and always felt right and so the part for example that i'm told also is when my mother put me on a carousel those things that are with the horses and she said that i couldn't take my eyes off of her that i was afraid and just looking for her why am i describing all these things to you because all of you tuning in here had similar things that took place and all those moments if your parents tell you about it can give you information of your body and how you felt in it as you're growing up and you will most likely be able to connect the dots to this part of feeling unworthy or worthy for yourself because this episode is not because i'm saying here's what you need to do with everybody else first of all here's what you want to understand about yourself and then get to a space of unconditional love for yourself completely where not even an inch of you feels unworthy and i mean not even an inch of you no matter what vice or virtue you have not even an inch of you feels unworthy this means though you understand that you are not here to dictate the life of another or not and what i mean by that is you do not feel that you have a right to feel that somebody should or shouldn't exist you can say i have a feeling that i dislike this human being i have a feeling that this irritates the heck out of me i have a feeling that i would like i was saying get off me before when i have people who are telling me stuff i will remain in neutrality why because i'm actually practicing to try and be more open to the information that any life experience gives us because that's our expanded consciousness because the minute you start getting irritated is the minute your defense mechanism kicks in the minute your defense mechanism kicks in is the minute your brain is using energy to defend you and so what i've realized is my brain doesn't assimilate new information if a person irritates me and i focus on their irritating me i'm not actually listening to them which means i'm not assimilating the information that is being given to me openly 
and personally i love learning about people and different ways different perspectives and so i personally began disengaging with the feeling and understanding what it is it's my personal feeling of worthiness and i don't need to defend it because that person doesn't represent a threat to my existence because they're expressing a different concept because they're trying to tell me what i feel when i'm not feeling that (laughs) you know it's it's more of i'm just going to disengage because they're in their own ego not realizing they're telling another human being how they should feel or not feel so other people they'll stay locked into the societal concept of your mansplaining me i am going to get irritated and i'm going to chew you out and that's how that person's going to choose to use their time that is not in a complete 5d state of consciousness that is tapped into the infinite higher human potential of you that is tapped into ultimate consciousness that is tapped into the akashic matrix field that is a person who is in your own ego self with your own body and you are reacting in that moment with a personal preference of how you would want to be treated or not treated and or spoken to or not spoken to which is fine perfectly fine but that's where you are in that moment utilizing your brain to defend your position and you are not taking in the information you are using your memory as we discussed with Sadhguru when he talks about layers of karma they make their memory of you they make you and that's why it's important for those tuning in this is how you get to know your heart when yesterday or the other day i was telling you pay attention to your triggers this is exactly what i'm trying to say i have realized personally every time i've reacted in a way that allows those descending emotions to be which are those emotions of the ego self they take away my opportunity to learn something and they don't feel good <laughs> which is also where once you understand the parasympathetic nervous system response is your soothe state and oh my gosh am i so happy when i learned that because now i know the mechanism not only did it help me with my panic attacks but it actually helps me to understand why i could tell my brain would get foggy when i'd get frustrated and why still to this day when i get frustrated my brain gets foggy because i'm actually in defense mode which also equals an insecure ego fyi because guess what's happening if you're reacting to stress the sense of self reacts to stress when it is not and has not been regulated to be able and manage that emotion that's why it's called stress so unconditional love was my choice as a child because i was shown it with jesus and god but really it was because my body felt very good in it and my mother was able to share with me to the best of her ability unconditional love and also teaching me how to ensure i could respect the external and now here's the breakdown that i wanted to give you for the process at least for me of unconditional love in this format when i got older i couldn't wait till i was 18 so that i could be considered an adult and be able to speak my mind until 18 i would be you know my ideas would be put to the side because i'm a child and you know your opinion doesn't matter every time that happened i i really dislike that to the to the bone of me to the core of me (laughs) i disliked it and 
the part of explanation that was given was because you're a child you know you don't uh, have the experience and i'm like okay then i guess we'll wait till i'm an adult once i got to be an adult though they still didn't listen to me what happened when i turned 18 was simply that i started speaking more of what i thought being able to and the reactions that i got were the same because now even though i was an adult legally i still didn't have all the experience for my opinion to matter and the reality is with my mother particularly she was kind of like what happened to you you're so polite you're so nice you know as a child why are you now all of a sudden you know there were things that i would say and and express that she was unclear on and i said no this is where i've always been i just wasn't allowed to speak it because i was taught to respect my elders and that until i was a child that i couldn't say what i thought because apparently i didn't matter not that i didn't matter to the parent but that my opinion didn't matter and here's that part that when i speak to a child i understand that they're in their own idea and and when i say idea that they're in a see right here until seven that that are brainwaves so that they're in a different reality quote unquote they're looking at things with another perspective and it isn't always easy right for us to continue to be able and relate to the different age groups but what i always remember because it was personal for me is to not reply to them as if their opinion doesn't matter and i really mean like i never say you're or i never should say never because i don't remember how i say it but i do my best to acknowledge their opinion and allow them to know that they're being heard the way they're speaking versus to say oh you're a child wait till you get older or you know to somehow discredit it's more of trying to support is what i'm trying to get at i do my best to support and add but i do realize when i talk to my niece and nephew particularly for example it doesn't matter because even if there's an added support they are still obviously coming out with their own way of thinking and the beauty is every one of us has an imprint that is our own when you can look and learn from who you were as a child once you're an adult you will be able to follow that path that you've been on and that's where you start gaining a sense of unconditional love for the virtues and vices in a way of adulthood so when we go through for example the intermediate level of the inner growth program that's where you get to take a look at the inner child wounds i think is what i termed it at the time since i was still using duality in my way of speaking without the awareness of how to achieve neutrality but it was really because i hadn't had the awareness of the body element as much and therefore i was only able to convey messages in the way that i was also being able to learn from the subconscious unconscious and the ways that those pieces of information were being given not to mention the lack of support by the external due to the fact that most people even if in self-empowered mode they will speak in twos due to that being such a part of the storyline of everything you see out there there's there's 
a number of individuals who are 5d and they continue to use the battlefield format of speaking of things and here's where i've personally committed to not which is why you'll see there's a big difference in how i'm expressing everything from when i began writing on the inner growth mindset when you go and visit the blog i'm happy that that content exists i'm happy that i did do the courses when i did because i'm most certain that that will be a very good starting point for everybody to get to specific place with yourself because here for me it was natural to be an unconditional love but it is in a way that does doesn't adhere to societal norms so what happens is i get to my 18 and i start becoming looked at as a person who is disengaging from what is right or wrong according to societal norms and the part of being vocal about it was a surprise if you will but not in any way that was creating issues so it's not in a way of being a bad person committing any crime i was simply expressing my ideas more forcefully and saying this is what i think and i'm not backing off and that's what was kind of the shocker because i was much more a quiet i suppose or accepting and that the reality is in my mind i was only doing that because i'd been told your opinion doesn't matter not in those words again but you're a child every time being told you're a child you don't understand it why would i keep sharing my opinion if if i'm being considered a child and it doesn't matter i guess i'll just have to wait that's the only difference once again i'm presenting to you this deep knowing of my child self which i consider always a part of me to help you see where you were at with that because most people that i talk to even the self-empowered ones have doubts in shape or form of maybe you know i could have done this or that and and again it's not doubts as much as it's your society engagement first nervous system's response which started looking outside of you for help meaning what am i doing right or wrong and here's the difference is i wasn't looking in a way that was right or wrong i was looking with my you know person my mother is the one who i knew would be the safety and i was looking for them when i needed them wanted them you know on that carousel and at the same time at three years old i'm knowing don't touch me you know obviously she she's not somebody who's uh in any way shape or form abusive just let's be clear about that it was a little spanking she wanted to give me for i don't know what i was doing and we laugh about the story and i laugh about it in fact my mother's only done a couple of times things like one of the times was chewing gum in the back of the car where my twin sister and i disregarded her telling us not to and she threw our gum out she said if you don't spit out the gum i'm gonna throw it out and she did and so though that was memorable because we learned from that but other than that like the spankings were very few times uh and in fact once i got older she's like i should have spanked you more and that's where we're gonna leave that one but what i was trying to get at is the knowledge of your own worthiness is about the feeling of safety in your own body which i equate to that 5d vibration that i learned about that when people are in that they in fact don't go through ascension the awakening to the higher self which is really just more consciousness and what i mean by that i'm going to break this down it's about being able to know that there's more than one belief system guys 
it's about being able to know there's more than one culture it's about being able to know there's more than one subject matter it's about being able to know that yes the scientific method has a validity for a reason we want to be open to all information it has everything to do with using intelligence that's all and not in a way of being stubborn where it's not about you having your own opinion and not having it that's where i'm called stubborn every day it's about acknowledging that there's more than a certain amount of information that you hold on any given topic and if you're only using the media or if you're only using 10 books or if you're only using 20 books that's not all the information it's actually learning to be in a sense of ease with information with information outside of us and then i'm talking to all people who are adults we know what's going on in the world we know that there are things that aren't working and and we know that we have heated arguments opinions yada yada so i'm talking to again a group of people who are choosing to want to be empowered and this is for the regular listeners anybody who's new you're here to hear about unconditional love and moving beyond a sense of unworthiness so we're still dealing with that this is for our entire species by the way too no person is unworthy no human being and our history is our history we learned same way an infant learns and is regulated by the outside our own species we began life with only primary consciousness when you look at the documentaries that show how our gut was our first brain and when we created fires when some energy freed up and then our thinking brain began to develop and that the rational brain hemisphere is the youngest part of the brain it occupies the least amount of space you understand our evolutionary process when Sadhguru breaks down karma into layers of memory i love that i still need to find that list of memory that he started spelling out because i'm pretty sure it'll be helpful for us when i share with you the map of consciousness and how every feeling has a vibration guilt shame it's to help you understand that you vibe that for those who are calling themselves light workers and grid workers it means that you are vibing those feelings and i'm saying here's your nervous system breakdown and here's how you can be in compassion when you're using your prefrontal cortex this means you're thinking things through this means you're using your left and right brain which means you're exploring your thoughts and your emotional self and that's where you're going to start maturing the emotional self is not mature until you actually begin your inner growth journey and it's not about symptom relief i have people in my life they do symptom relief they only come when they're upset their growth is not inner growth their growth is using societal engagement they have their leaders that they follow their emotion stays the same they believe humans have to go through ups and downs and that a human is not a constant in the way of feelings that they cannot consistently feel unconditional love and here's where i beg to differ not only from my own body and my own personal experience but i'm breaking it down to you physiologically speaking from the nervous systems breakdown that has been given and is continuing to be given to me by these psychiatrists who have patients who work in colleges who train people and help people to feel in a way and so i don't need to be that label i'm a human like everybody else and i'm experiencing what i share with you by the way not only because of me being able to have started the book that i did with psychology sociology and existentialism in mind but because every day from the minute i can remember i've chosen unconditional love as 
the solution to every moment that the opposite was happening and it has been a constant that has led me to where we're at today to speak to you about these topics and say yeah i see what you see and i've accepted that there are those who are going to keep thinking of my view as these pink glasses what they don't know is that there ain't no pink glasses here there is a simple choice of a, of a girl that said you know if my body can feel this feeling why would i choose to feel shitty why would i choose and again though with the acknowledgement that my body already vibed in worthiness let's be clear there was no defense mechanism when i was being told your opinion doesn't matter okay i got it i'll wait till my opinion does matter and when my opinion still didn't matter it's like hmm well now you've given me something more to think about and here's where as i was older i began to see what the system that i thought was actually directing me towards being unconditionally loving was not unconditionally loving but conditionally loving and that's where one of the first books that i uncovered the art of loving by eric Fromm. when i came across that book i was like wow here's somebody who thinks about love the way i do it's unconditional otherwise it's a dependency ah let's go read this and i got to find out about ego and selves and dependencies and there wasn't the nervous system's response yet there was only the flight fight or fight flight and freeze pause and the societal engagement which i'm still waiting for them to use because for some reason you know dr bezel van der kolk mentions it in the body keeps the score book but none of the practitioners have yet mentioned the first nervous system's response so i'm curious if they will at some point in one of the classes but back to the example of what i'm trying to share so for me i get it i don't have that defense mechanism for one reason or another i've never felt that i had to prove who i was or not it's always been very clear to me when i was doing that and it's always been very clear to me that that doesn't equal unconditional love because see the thing is when in church they talked about it god made you the way he wanted you to be made so if you want to change it you're actually doing something that god doesn't want you to do okay so this is a little girl who's hearing this you know your god made you the way he wanted you to be made so even when i didn't like for example when i went to buy heels to try and get that boy who was tall to to be my boyfriend i knew that wasn't right because i was taught it i was taught that i should love who i am as i am and that that is what love is and i knew that and i still did what i did but i knew that it was wrong not towards the person but towards myself and that that wasn't love and that is not how love is love is unconditional because also i have the example from my mother of how to treat people you don't do things because you have to do it you do it if you want to do it and if you don't want to do it then you don't do it you stand up for yourself and you don't do it every one of us has had the same types of lessons the difference is how you felt inside so for me i knew what i knew and i felt what i felt and when i did make those compromises which happened very few times i learned that i would never do that again and that's the moment i learned that i would never go against my own heart and that meant specific things it didn't mean building up walls which is what other people that i saw in you know the lifetime that i know certain amount of people that they're doing 
there are areas where they have hurts from their teenage self or their child self or their young adult self that they're not tending to with unconditional love for themselves this has nothing to do with the external world but they're so focused on pointing the finger at the world outside of them they disregard the fact that worthiness and or love has something to do with what they're looking at so before we keep moving forward i want to read the inner growth word of the day because i'm short on time today guys discuss discuss with miriam webster dictionary to investigate by reasoning or argument to talk about when you discuss something you are not always aware of where you are coming from in the moment pausing to reflect can help to find that awareness discuss in action when you talk about something or are having a conversation where you outline an argument in favor or against something that is to discuss discuss an inner growth exploring the things you tend to discuss about brings inner growth as you find out the importance some things have for you and the depth you go to to discover more about them through research and conversations i love discussing inner growth i love discussing unconditional love i love discussing everything that can lead a person to transcend all sense of unworthiness so unconditional love and worthiness is about you acknowledging the sense of self the part that regulation is what allows us to do this or not is what we've been discussing throughout this entire year for anybody who's new and who has never listened to any of the episodes before the body keeps a scorebook is a very good book by dr bezel van de kolk to buy it's not too complex i didn't find it too complex i have yet to finish it but it breaks down to you the main nervous system's responses the, the brain development and it helps understand how we all have been and gone through trauma and that as long as that body doesn't feel safe so does the mind and here i'm breaking down to you when you're in conditional love that's where you know your ego's involved the self's involved and here's why it's only if you're physiologically in compassion towards yourself and the external that you can then begin to evaluate why because your left and right brain hemisphere are working together why because you're using your prefrontal cortex to take in the information and to see what options you have and you're not fusing with the suffering or over identifying you're not engaging with the cognitive dissonance you're not engaging with hurt emotions you're not engaging with the reaction you're exploring before continuing to do what you're about to do or to say what you're about to say and for me when i'm using me with unconditional love i'm trying to give you the again knowledge of how it is to acknowledge your body heart and mind in one go when the three-year-old me said don't touch my body i'm pretty sure i meant it even though i had been taught it by somebody else i'm pretty sure because i remember myself again i told you the story when i dragged the little girl down the stairs why i dragged her down the stairs and i still clearly remember she threatened me with an unfair threat she told me that if i didn't give her something she would take back a gift it's my birthday you gave me a gift now you're threatening me to take again and you're doing something that's been taught to me that is wrong there's a specific way it was taught to me i'm not saying it because it's not politically correct anymore today but i still remember that i had just been taught about how you don't take a gift back once you've given it so this little girl 
is telling me make let me play with this or i take my gift back i'm like no both things that you just did are wrong it's my birthday it's my gift and and i just chose to react the way i reacted i also remember being eight years old and that was the last time that i actually reacted in an upset way if anybody has heard about the twin flame journey you guys know because i spelled it out at some point i'm not repeating it on purpose but i'll never forget that moment because that's the moment i chose that i would never get angry like that again because that didn't bring about love it brought about the opposite and it wasn't fair if you will it wasn't nice it wasn't fair it wasn't it wasn't right and these are autobiographical memories by the way so our memory bank is implicit and explicit and in the implicit we have our somatic the body everything that the body remembers and the emotional memory and that in our explicit we have autobiographical memory and the semantic or common knowledge okay so those are different the autobiographical is what i'm telling you now the little girl i remember the three-year-old telling my mom not to touch me is what she's shared with me as well as being on the carousel the fairy wheel and looking for her still to this day as an adult my mom can tell when my eyes are worried meaning thinking something with a vein of concern and she's always able to say don't worry it'll be okay and we don't go in depth on things because here's that part of me being very much the owner of my feelings and it isn't because of a lack of love there is a lot of love it is because of ownership of my feelings and not being shared what i would want which is simply that parasympathetic nervous system's response the simple hug what do i mean by that when you vibe unconditional love towards humanity and people are telling you that somebody's doing something wrong as you're expressing what's going on or they're stating a negative towards life you don't that just vibes really that's twice as let me break this down it doesn't feel right and so here's the part that became clear was one i'm not being listened to i'm being told by others what i need to do not do and this doesn't make any sense to me as a child i was told that i was made the way i was supposed to be made so why are you telling me now how to feel how to think what i don't get it and you explained obviously so i was given answers which is the only reason why i probably stuck to thinking of the system as the correct way i mean i chose to be a lawyer when i was little from my memory bank because i want to help people as those who tune in know from stories that i've shared part of what i would say was because i love to argue and because of the money those are things that were taught to me otherwise i would have remembered them and started with that when i share i wanted to be a lawyer to help people i wanted to be a lawyer because lawyers are supposed to defend the law supposed to and i say supposed to with all the respect to people who are in law because i get it i get that there are people that care but we also get that the system doesn't work it is not perfect and in fact the first time i met lawyers i was 18 and they both did cocaine and i'm like what the hell i thought lawyers defended the law how are you a lawyer why are you a hypocrite this is what went on in my brain while others would say oh that's so naive and i'm thinking how's this naive why are they lawyers they shouldn't be lawyers they don't defend the law this makes no sense to me as a person 
it has nothing to do with naivete but with consistency of a human who's chosen a career path and who's doing something that is illegal and yet they're claiming with all their proudness to be a lawyer then i watched the very famous movie with keanu reeves and i was like okay i don't think i want to be a lawyer um devil's advocate that was such a scary movie for me and at the same time i was like wow okay like this entire world of and you guys know here's where people would say well did you not believe in evil then no i actually went the opposite route meaning i was like huh this is so fascinating i don't know and that was the minute i think i came across one of my first psychology books and i was like ah the ego self and this is where unconditional love became even more of an imprint and that's the time guys remember for those who tune in when i had my conversation with god and i'm like god i don't believe in evil the way the church and just everybody's talking about i get it that there's this dynamic that's being told but it doesn't feel right doesn't feel right and from psychology and sociology i'm starting to see that there's actually answers to the heart of the matter which involves insecurity and egos and selves and people who don't know how to be in a place of love and kindness because they're in a place of hurt there is also the component of i began being in a realization of you know if god is all-knowing all-powerful then this means that what happens is by choice of and while other people are you know able to at the time again and still to this day point fingers because they take scriptures of any type sort i mean this is where it can be scriptures it can be science you go and name it that's why we have conspiracy theorists they're adding up data points which makes me think of nietzsche with his quote there are no facts just interpretations that's all i see every day the self-evident truths that's broken down in numbers but see this is where every day those who are in 5d and empowered know that tomorrow we're going to find out new information and then another piece of information like with the nervous system i'm not saying this is what's going to stay forever no in fact they've learned of three new ways we defend ourselves who knows what else they're going to find as we move forward with our visibility within the body of the human you know person because it's all the neurons and the neuroreceptors firing and and everything is going to get clearer and clearer and we're going to have more and more information that's going to exactly tell us why we do what we do and it's always going to lead back to organism wanting to ensure its survival because that that's the simplified version of life wants life biology 101 i was in high school a cycle of a cell has this many ways and when something is you know going through transformation there's a deconstruction of it and then it rebuilds so it's death is part of that cycle is not good or bad but humans think so this is why it's the human condition we know that we live we know that we die and guess what's in the darkness of the unknown the unknown uncertainty not clarity which is where the existentialists come in and the ego self and the nervous system and you having societal engagement your first nervous system's response do you know that we would dance when they talked about dance in that dance documentary that we probably began dancing in sync because we vibe together and that made the animals around us think that there's a bigger animal people don't think of our species remembering that we actually were the weakest 
and that's so much that we do is about survival they do think about survival like that when they're breaking down people as stupid or they're saying men and women and their their roles and men are hunters and women are gatherers and when they're justifying the whole toxic masculinity let's not go down that path because believe me gender stereotypes man i'm a pure you know i i am a woman and i will if i have to stand on a side i already know what side i'm going to stand on it is not because i'm right or wrong i i actually objectively know i will stand on this side as a female who has been through and still goes through a level of not being given the equal amount of opportunity as a male especially when women do that's even more you know when your own gender is against you that's where it's like wow but let us break it down to neutrality and keep it all in the spectrum because i love 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 when i'm seeing men who are real men because to me a real man understands unconditional love the same way a real woman understands unconditional love and really what it should be is a real human and again with real what i should say is a mature human being and a mature human being is a person who has a sense of self that is in unconditional love with themselves and the external and therefore you do not have a sense of unworthiness and you do not point a finger and think of others as unworthy all that you have is unconditional love and worthiness and the knowledge that a sense of unworthiness equals hurt pain not something that is in a favor of life and that you don't need to react and point a finger and or be that person and so here when i became aware that the system had taught me to be judgmental that's one of those that's why when i prayed i said i I understand what i'm risking with what i've been taught but i don't feel that that is actually what you are saying when you tell and teach what what i learned so i was saying i believe in unconditional love and i understand faith to be that so if i'm conducting myself in the way that i did get taught which is to treat others the way i want to be treated to be somebody who can you know turn the other cheek when you get slapped and then to do my best to you know stay alive obviously and to keep moving forward i I will keep doing what i was actually told so my heart again that is where it was at which is why i equate that with everything that i'm seeing those who are in 5d they speak the same truth they know the same truth they know that we're not here to cast any stone when jesus says forgive them for they do not know and some people will use when he gets angry there's this one place where he gets um not violent but i think he does he he um what is it called he was in a place of um worship and he ruins it or he takes it apart because obviously there's something that they're doing i forget if it's because of money or he's trying to make a point and somebody has used that in the past to say he isn't unconditionally loving so again we can all interpret that's the whole point of when nietzsche says there are no facts there are just interpretations you get a person who believes in the unconditional love of jesus christ and is in 5d completely you will find they will tell you not to ever ever be or say or think any harm to per like there's no reason unless you are in an actual physically life-threatening situation and they also understand that that can mean an emotionally life-threatening situation 
because emotions when you're feeling threatened you are in that space of flight fight and to remember that your default network comes from when you're an infant so there there are habits and ways people do what they do because they're in their infant self they're in a default network without realizing it and most will just label themselves i'm a narcissist i'm a person who is a selfish ego i'm an asshole i'm this i'm a monster there are people that label themselves with these words that's their storyline that's what they started to think that's what they started to evolve with and that's where they're at so when i have people who are in that place of feeling unworthy and they're suffering and they come for their symptom relief and i'm supporting them even if i presented them a gazillion opportunities for how to address the situation they're always ending with something that makes it very clear why they are where they are and why that's never going to change this is because the external has given them what the external gives us is uh, a visual and their eyes focused on the visual that gave them the best way to be able and go through something that was that painful because a lot of things are painful a lot of things are scary when we're children and so again whatever area where you feel there is a sense of unworthiness right now i'm talking to you guys whatever area you feel there's an insecurity for yourself go there and allow yourself to navigate that space with your thought and with the knowledge that it is once you've achieved a sense of peace with it from within you that you've arrived at your expanded consciousness when i prayed to god that was one of the first times where from that moment forth my prayers became more conversational than help me have the strength help me have the courage help me have the faith help me feel safe god from that moment forth i began to understand that humanity is not evil or wicked they're scared and hurt and that's probably why i was able to have also different conversation as an adult i'm like wait a minute i've been taught this systematic stuff but really i hooked into it because it gave me a sense of control and security as a person who wants that but that's natural a body a person wants to know tomorrow why wouldn't i want to know tomorrow here again i'm sharing with you the what unconditional love towards self means when i'm saying to myself why wouldn't i want to know tomorrow i i'm actually having a relationship with the emotional self this is the way the psychiatrists were breaking things down a couple days ago and here's why i'm presenting it to you again when i told you yesterday about the part where i as a teenager i blamed me for the things that happened it wasn't in a way of saying you're bad or good it was in i made a choice a conscious choice and those choices were not in the best interest of me i knew that as i was making them and therefore what have i done i have learned from my quote-unquote mistakes i don't even consider them mistakes because of the enlightenment because of the learning that came from them when you have no inch of unworthiness because you realize you're human like every other human nobody's more special than anybody you're humble you do not cast any stone the reason my personal disappointment with the system was i had followed the system and realized i had been casting stones my entire childhood 
because there were people that i definitely disengaged from completely with the knowledge they're doing something bad that's what was taught to me my heart did not mean to cast a stone but my voice my words my ways most likely did and so while some people on the outside would say well see you've changed i have a word to say no i haven't i simply awoke to my true self which is unconditionally loving towards humanity as a whole not one person every person on this planet doesn't mean that i don't acknowledge that i would be threatened physically by somebody because they're not well but that doesn't mean that i am in the lack of love and i use the word love because that's where my heart is of course i wouldn't want to be in a situation where i'm in physical danger nobody would um but at the very least i can use neutrality and people tuning in here again that's where you begin you begin with neutrality and that map of consciousness so that you may always vibe and be in your ultimate consciousness enlightenment is where you can be at if you choose to sit in compassion with yourself and others so at 18 i made my choice i knew that evil is this word that exists but i didn't believe in it and it didn't matter what scripture told me because i said you know what if god's all-knowing all-powerful then everything happens in the way that is meant to happen and no person that's reading scripture to me is god and so again even to god i said it doesn't matter if you come down this is the the, this was the day like i don't care what you say if my heart says no it's no you can you know I'm, i'm fine with going to hell at this point but i'm not going to be in any way shape or form a part of a system that is not unconditionally loving and that is not turning the other cheek and that is not any of what i learned and was being told so to me all the adults all the this is the day leadership lost every meaning i mean i use that word because i have to but it's kind of like when said guru says to the people who ask about enlightenment and he's like who said i'm enlightened you're the one who chose that i'm enlightened and he's and the only reason you've chosen that i'm enlightened is because you want to learn a b c and z and you don't know it and i do and i love that he really means that you can tell that the man means it he's happy to share his wisdom he knows he is a person like every other person and that is the most amazing thing you can see and you can be you guys right here tuning in when you can understand that unworthiness and worthiness are beliefs they are not feelings the feeling you can have is a feeling of parasympathetic nervous system soothed state as you are in your own body understanding with your prefrontal cortex that you're experiencing an emotional response whenever you're upset to whether it be the lesser or greater degree and that that upset is accompanied by thoughts those thoughts you started thinking when you were three to whenever it is that you can remember your first thought your first autobiographical memory very important very important and here moving forward from that every emotional reaction you've had also very important everything that you can remember doesn't matter if it's accurate or not it's important because it has the feeling that you honed in on and that's where you want to go and the minute you can be in unconditional love with who you are but also humanity is the minute you are heading in a direction of being able to be completely empowered and then to be able and do more of your own way of expanding your consciousness because every one of us has different interests my interest is helping people to be themselves to pursue your inner growth to follow your heart 
and it is to allow you to be okay with your virtues and your vices to the 100 plus degree because if you're not doing any harm and you're not invading some other person's space and you're trying your best to communicate and whatever it is however you want to pose it why are you going to be in a shame cycle why now that you know that it comes from the infant you who is trying to defend you from feeling more pain more hurt so the information as always you know it it's here to help support you for me unconditional love got easier and easier once i disengaged completely from everything society had taught me but i didn't go and say i'm going to fight the system that was the very thing i knew that if i started to fight the system i wasn't going to make a difference because the system exists for a reason it helps people to feel safe and know their space it's also the language people speak if i didn't have a way to speak to you about leadership and not leadership and empowerment and if i didn't have words we wouldn't be here if we didn't have thought we wouldn't be here and you know what that would be very to me personally sad because i don't want to be only in primary consciousness i don't want to be oneness without knowing that's that's what we are when we're dead i i like life and and the enlightenment age group this is what it is remember that episode guys is about being able to enjoy and it isn't because you have to be oh i'm struggling yay that's so wonderful it has nothing to do with that in fact a complete opposite that's for those who are still in a 3d 4d state of consciousness they're not realizing that they're in that space they're not realizing it because they got plenty of those leaders the ego spiritual and ego mind leaders that are helping them when their symptoms come about to find ease so they're looking with societal engagement i'm talking to people who are inclined to want to look to your own heart so the minute i made that awareness with god and then i was starting to accumulate the psychological information of the ego self was the minute i said you know what i know that every person that i know keeps telling me i'm naive people are limited there's only evil but you know it just doesn't sit well and all this information is actually pointing me to where i've always been which is when somebody is acting misbehaving something's not right with what's going on there's a feeling there's a they're they're living something that is tremulous and here we are supposed to help each other what am i going to do behave like them no i shouldn't i'll try helping and then what happens if you try helping but they're going to mistreat you well no fuck no i'm leaving you can go and be toxic on your own i don't need to be a part of it this doesn't mean i'm going to say you're right you're wrong that's still casting a stone and as i got older this was where the realization was oh wait a minute emotions they're all emotions they have to do with ego they have to do with society they have to do with all these things and the way people are talking about it oh this is duality ah okay so now let's come at it from neutrality and this was all before the body element so i knew with neutrality a person could evaluate their emotional response and walk themselves through it this is you using your prefrontal cortex and you using your left and right brain hemisphere the masculine and feminine energies are you being able to be compassionate to be proactive it's everything that a person will naturally do in the absence of the battlefield guys 
there is no battlefield when you're in 5d and when you're empowered from your inner world there is you being a human like everybody else and having a relationship with the emotional self and and i'm going to be using that more often but it's the emotional layer so mind and heart harmony it's you thinking through the emotions and that's how you're going to regulate because you have a regulation that comes from your infancy childhood teenager again now you get to become mature and it is about allowing yourself to be in complete unconditional love and worthiness and to discuss with yourself if there are any of those senses of unworthiness in a zero meaning you're not better you're not less you're a person like every other person the unconditional love and being able to be in this space becomes easier as you're always connected to the awareness that when you're in any of the emotions that are not at ease the body's reacting and you start there and then you choose okay so my body's reacting and you remind yourself that you're not in a physical life threat you're in an emotional moment threat and that's where if you start with every day that's going to help you when you're in the trigger moments because it's trigger moments that you actually have a stronger neural pathway developed that has a specific thought and or storyline that you go through as this lady points out when if you say ah but you are worthy someone no i'm not yes you are no i'm not that's like you arguing with a child and if they don't want to understand the mechanism you're not going to help them understand it they, they chose their belief and it's based on a feeling and that feeling is already in a defense mechanism and and so again remember the only way to not be reactive is for you to be in a state of neutrality because you want to be in that parasympathetic nervous system and using the prefrontal cortex and all of that lovely brain of yours to think something through the hemisync so you go i'm going through this emotion i'm thinking these thoughts because this thing happened what are my next options this is what it's to be self-empowered and then you can keep moving forward towards unconditional love that's your choice i spelled out to you my love for humanity since i was little it doesn't mean that i didn't witness other for my in my life what i learned to do was to respect as i was taught both people and i never doubted life for one second because i had faith and i still have faith even though it's in that infinite knowledge and so it's all the information that i get to gather every day that keeps adding to it and it keeps sharing and showing that there's always going to be an unknown there's always going to be wiggle room for somebody to come here for example and say maria i disagree with everything you just said and here's x y and z and i'll be like okay let me hear more about it because i'm actually wanting to be enlightened by your perspective because i didn't share this because i'm speaking or spelling out a truth i'm speaking what i can share with others to help them on their journey to being in this 5d state of consciousness which is an awesome place to be in to be enlightened and to be really what it is is in unconditional love and worthiness with their own body self and mind and everything and and to be able to stand and say hey i i'm i'm on a different like like the psychologist says i have a different assumption that's all you you have yours i have mine 
and we're here and we're talking now let's go make the world a better place by doing something let's go and recycle let's go and uh, clean the oceans let's go and do politics so we can get laws passed that will help everybody let's go and live life every day is a step you take to live life to do something different to do it in a way that is in bliss is very very possible and it's not because you don't see outside of you it's because you actually are able to see and use your prefrontal cortex so today what i can do for this person who's coming to me for symptom relief is simply listen to the best of my ability without judging anything without saying anything and then for some i need to withdraw i need to leave it alone not say and interact at all because i'm a trigger that also happens fyi that is the i will say if there's anything more painful for a light worker grid worker or a person who loves humanity is to be a trigger and that trigger means you actually reminding somebody of their unworthiness and i'll leave you with this because it is important when this happened to me and it's happened more than once but i'm going to use what happened the first time this ever happened and it was with a caregiver particularly where they were being they were disengaging and disconnecting slowly from the family and i knew enough about psychology to know that this has everything to do with ego self and shame and and unworthiness and so there's always me being able to be open and and communicative and just talking without pointing anything out just regular you know conversation and this is the same person who i waited for with my one friend the one that uh, killed himself unfortunately and this individual went on to disappear like they completely disappeared from one day to the next the only way i had to reach them was through an email they they turned it off they weren't anywhere to be found this was the beginning of online so there could have been they they had in fact some accounts and they completely went off the grid i knew the minute that my email came back that that's what they chose to do on purpose because i knew that i would never have stopped to communicate and it was way later on that i got some pieces of information where they informed me of how they would just be so sad so that they had this memory a picture and that whenever they'd see it it would just make them more upset and this is the part of unworthiness and shame cycles that i learned firsthand but i didn't have the nervous system's response and all this but i understood because of the unconditional love that i hold personally and always have again towards humanity that when somebody does something that is quote unquote labeled wicked or evil it has nothing to do with those two words it has everything to do with a person from within feeling that much pain that they they, they, that again a person who has unconditional love i don't know what it's like to feel unworthiness that way but i do know that it's not wicked or evil and always have so moving on with this example um i knew when the first time they just did what they did why i didn't feel bad i didn't feel happy i didn't feel anything i had to accept this is where you are always going to accept if you are in unconditional love 
it is not about preferences people will say and how i have been told by my loved ones that there's this idea of not feeling this is far from the truth there's a understanding which involves again the word acceptance because see to be in a state of empowerment enlightenment and awareness that your ego is not the only ego around is one that acknowledges from your prefrontal cortex as you are experiencing those emotions the ability to have a choice and it is either to engage in an ego self that will become insecure and therefore defensive or it is to stay in what is called again neutrality which with with unconditional love will lead you to be in the ascending feelings which will lead you to enlightenment because if you stay only in neutrality guys you're going to be in a specific locked space and you're not going to expand your consciousness and when i'm talking about this now i'm saying about those of you who love to look at things from different perspectives your information bank is not going to be utilized you're going to keep the memory and that's where you're staying instead it's about actually going from neutrality which is basically forced the acceptance if you will to okay i'm gonna push into the direction of what i know enlightenment is which is a sense of ease and flow with what's happening and this is why it's you with your free will and it isn't about some hands coming down and saving you this is me presenting to you what you can do if you want to achieve what i'm talking about okay so it was accepted and i knew what was happening and i simply allowed because there's no way for me i was clear on the fact that jesus showed me unconditional love and the key to that is the person it's their own heart not mine and so this was where i simply allowed to accept and move forward now when the information came about about this individual and they're upset when they'd see you know pictures and memories i was like well duh of course because they not only did something that they're not proud of that they also unconditionally love us because i knew that for a fact and so i'm like well you just double down on how you're going to feel because you didn't regard and follow your heart you did two things that allowed you to lock into what you were already experiencing shame unworthiness and unhappiness but as these neuroscience scientists psychiatrists point out you can tell somebody they're worthy they're going to tell you no you don't understand what you're talking about you can tell them hey it's your collapse uh, submit uh, it's your numbness thing here they just spelled it out to me and they're going to be like nope you don't understand what you're saying because you don't live me you're not my body and it's like yeah no i'm not your body but i'm telling you what your body did and why and how and nope so again without having any of this information i didn't feel suffering or not suffering this this suffering sometimes you i don't you su- i feel sad but it's more of my heart feeling sad because i know that there's a sadness and a lot love in that person so it's me the empath knowing that i'm actually perceiving what that person feels for themselves i'm not in suffering because consciously speaking that human being is making a, a conscious choice over and over and over again literally you're a smart human being i see you be smart all the time and here you are not smart uh so i don't know what to tell you because you clearly don't have the ability you know and and here's where people that are lost in the duality get lost so for me it was i abstained from saying anything because obviously 
your consistent behavior is your inconsistency from within which only you can unlock and until i didn't have the body element this is where the subconscious and conscious is explained with trauma and i'm like i obviously and i knew this person's story so i knew there was a specific event that took place at their three years of age and i knew psychologically speaking this is why you are where you're at but smart person and you know what the thing is so i gained this information we gain contact again not only do i get to convince them of something because i'm like dude like what are you talking you're talking bullshit right now that you know this is going to happen and you're going to stick to it and let it be that and i'm being vague guys on purpose because of privacy stuff okay so this same individual uh listens to me things go down the way they're meant to go down i'm not a part of the process because i had nothing else to add or not add because at the end of the day i already knew i already knew what was what which is i have not changed anything and that person's not changed anything because the entire conversation in itself makes it clear that you're still in a specific space with where you're at with your own self and i have my hands tied behind my back not because i want to but because i'm not that person's body heart or mind and there's no way of me convincing anything of anyone which is the one thing that people to this day who go and over identify and are in suffering this is why they're not in compassion they're not using their prefrontal cortex their third eye it is a very simple matter of observation understanding and disengaging because you're not another person you're not going to help a person feel something differently and that feeling is always going to be accompanied by a belief that is theirs and you're not going to convince them otherwise either so long story short i knew and i was right and i was able to have a last conversation before what happened happened in this case it was natural but at the same time they weren't in a space of being in any better place uh, with their life and themselves and the thing is our last conversation which was very interesting they still never admitted to having any type of issue and and i remember clearly saying you know but maybe and and i think they're no i don't it's not this i'm good i'm really good and that was it that's all i can say is when you're in this place guys that's where people will look to their faith they will look to a lot of things at the end of the day once you achieve tapping into the infinite so this akashic space that the scientists used as a word which i really like or the matrix is what other call it it's not about preference you you are knowing what you're feeling and you're knowing what is what and that's why you are in a neutrality space with the unknown and really again you keep moving yourself towards a space of love and and when i say love i really mean love like from the body okay so to feel not sad not happy not neutral either but to work your way from neutral to love because as long as you stay in neutrality the thing is the memory will always hold what happened and and you're never going to be happy knowing that somebody felt that unworthy to disengage from loved ones and to do everything they did that's not a happy thought there is no way to make it a happy thought so anytime unworthiness is a part of the picture what i share with my community those who are empowered is 
and i do my best to try and lead them to neutrality and then say if you want to be okay like really okay from your own body and to actually become a person who can learn more and more from experiences you want to move to love it's not about happiness you're not going to ever be happy about somebody's suffering but if you move to place of love you're actually achieving your complete empowerment and your complete acknowledging that all is where it's meant to be not because of god not god a belief of any sort but because that person has free will and they make choices to the best of their ability their body started and so their default network by 10 12 months began and if they have a shame cycle or an unworthiness cycle of some sort it's for them a feeling not only a belief and they have connected their dots their interpretations of the facts the same way all other people do and no matter what you're going to say to them your facts mean shit to them and so the best thing you can do for you if you want is to be an unconditional love so that you may actually be the support when they come maybe for symptom relief or to move away when you realize you're a trigger and to do your best to find a balance to be present because here's the part like for those who i know i don't make that difference or i'm a trigger i do still try to be in that space to the best of my ability so that maybe you know you can do that difference and unlock their own opportunity to be in a space of unconditional love and worthiness with themselves maybe to have that you know let's agree that you have a thought and i have a thought and we both assume differently and how about we discuss you know this amazing unconditional love and worthiness and let's transcend those senses of unworthiness that you know were part of your life for x y and z reasons and obviously using different words so you guys who are probably doing that with your loved ones uh, may these moments that i share with you and this way of feeling support your inner growth journey and support the people around you i look forward to hearing about your experiences so call on in or leave a message and we will be back again tomorrow lots of hugs and smiles